Well, I heard you. Jerry Adams are rich. August Morris Gregg and Ursha Tommy just like you my heel. Can't we couple of ruddy tapak tak? Well, ruddy tapak tak, lamsa and Ian Cor. A cordus to Sulagomsha, go well shipsha, a lig go moy. I'm mindful that tomorrow, Monday, is the anniversary of the Bloody Sunday killings and I just want to commend the families for their steadfastness and for the very very long campaign that they have uh, conducted against all the odds against uh, a British establishment. So fair play to you and you've set an example to all of the victims of the uh, conflict of the need never to give up. And, uh, you know, I suppose anniversaries are important and all of our lives, like whether it's a big, huge traumatic event like Bloody Sunday or a birthday or wedding anniversary or some other notable date. And Martin Luther King, his birthday was on January the 15th. And across the USA every year since 1986, there have been celebrations of the life and legacy of Dr. King. And there's been a national public holiday in the USA. So I, I was minded of this uh, and of the time in 2001, which is quite a long time ago now, when I had the good fortune to visit Atlanta and Georgia, where Dr. King was born and where he spent much of his life preaching. And Atlanta was at the heart of the civil rights struggle. And I had the uh, opportunity to sit quietly in the Ebenezer Baptist Church, where he preached his first sermon at the age of 17. And a short distance away is the uh, King Center with its impressive visitor center and Dr. King's tomb. He was shot and killed in April 1968. And his wife, Corita King, after his death, was a dedicated champion of civil rights for over 40 years. And she carried on the campaign for equality and justice up until her own death. And appropriately, she's buried next to her husband. So I took the time with Larry Downs, who was then president of the Friends of Sinn Féin and Ted Sullivan from Atlanta, to pay our respects and we led a wreath. Dr. King was a visionary leader, but he wasn't naive and in August 1967, just seven months before his murder, he said, I must confess, my friends, that the road ahead will not always be smooth. There will still be rocky places of frustration and meandering points of bewilderment. But difficult and painful as it is, <clears throat> we must walk on in the days ahead with an audacious faith in the future. Sixty years later, his efforts and those of millions of others 
have brought about enormous changes in American society and arguably throughout the world. But intolerance and racism and war and inequality still exist. So the work is not finished. Arguably, that work will never end. So similarly here in our own place in the 25 years since the Good Friday Agreement, there have been many positive and fundamental changes in the North and across the island of Ireland. Ireland today is uh, in a process of transition. A lot of the old conservative influences have been weakened and progress has been made. But it's equally clear that there's still huge resistance to change. So our task is to get the job done, to finish the journey, to have that audacious faith in the future and in our ability to build a new shared Ireland. As Martin Luther King said in 1956, there's nothing in all of the world greater than freedom. And he was right. Another anniversary when we're in the anniversary mood is that in January the 21st, 1919, it was the day that the first shots were fired at Sullahead Beg in the town war. It was also the first day when those TDs elected in December 1918 met in the Mansion House in Dublin as the first Dáil Aaron. And it was the first ever democratically elected parliament in Ireland. And the first Dáil was the moment when the Irish people democratically asserted our desire for sovereignty and for freedom from the British Empire. And a number of texts were presented, all of them very, very relevant. But just over a century later, I want to draw your attention to the democratic programme of the first Dáil, because it's as relevant today as it was then. And it's a short document, so I would uh, commend that you would download it and have a, a wee skelly at it. It, it. it reflected, it tried to put meat on the bones of the principles outlined in the proclamation of 1916. And it reflected that, that, that language. For example, the right of the people of Ireland to the ownership of Ireland. But it also called on the government of the Republic, and I quote, to make provision for the physical, mental and spiritual well-being of the children, to secure that no child shall suffer hunger or cold from lack of food, clothing or shelter. I'd repeat that. To secure that no child shall suffer hunger or cold from lack of clothing, food or shelter. Hundred years later, none of this has been achieved. Of course, things have improved, don't get me wrong, but in the South, over 3,000 children are homeless. There's a health crisis that's clearly evident in the appalling scenes in hospital emergency departments, and there's a housing crisis that the Fianna Fighters, Finnegalers, Greens refuse to tackle properly. So, we do have a lot to do. It is time to deliver on the promise of the democratic programme. I think we will do that, but that means ending partition and building the new Ireland. 
Now, on a on a equally well, certainly a very important issue, uh, and I I to a certain degree, perhaps in my language, trivialise this a wee bit, but I I want to recommend that you make friends with a tree. Okay, make friends with a tree, any tree. Pick one in your local park or glen or up on the mountain. Get up close and friendly with it. Or admire the very welcome trees now being planted along our urban roads and streets. Make friends with one of these roadside, streetside trees. And you don't have to be monogamous. You can love lots of trees and lots of places. They come in all shapes and sizes. All produce seeds. Some have berries, bright and attractive. Most of them are older than us. In the Irish tradition, some trees are sacred. They ward off evil spirits or bring good luck. They provide shelter. Some are ancient. They have wisdom. They are holy. Of course, it's better if you have a garden or a bit of a ground, a wee bit of land, to even a backyard to plant your own tree. It's even better if you grow it from seed. And seeds are there for the picking up anywhere where trees are growing. Just plant them, pick up the seeds at that time of the year in the autumn, and plant them, and if you're landless, put them in pots. It's nice to see them taking root and producing little shoots. Some will be happy for years in a pot, as long as you keep up sizing the pot and keeping with the size of your tree. But I appreciate that not all of us have our own tree on our own patch of ground. So it's good if you can, but it's not the end of your relationship with trees if you can't. The main thing is to be aware of them. Even on its own, a tree can make the landscape. At this time of the year, many deciduous trees are bare. They're leaveless, except for the mighty beech. But there's a beauty in these skeletal growing things standing proud against the skyline and stretching their limbs heavenwards secure in the knowledge that soon they will be clothed in green leaves. I love the expectancy and the promise of Irish winters. Yes, it can be dark and downcast and dismal outdoors, but it won't last for long. Be sure of that. There's already a grand stretch in the evenings, and it's still only January. Look at our hedges, our tree-lined motorways. Now they're stark and naked. But in a month or two, they will start to change. We buds will emerge. Then before we know it, boughs will be in full leaf. Trees are home to our squirrels and some other little animals. Soon they will emerge from hibernation. Trees are home also for our birds. Our landscapes will once again be green and alive with lush emerald colours and alive also with the chitter and the chatter and the music of birds. Enjoy the winter. It too will pass. Soon it will be spring. I'm minded here of the optimistic words of Ho Chi Minh. Without the cold and desolation of winter, there could not be the warmth and splendour of spring. This is the, re- the season for planting trees. Any month with an R in it 
for burr-rooted saplings, or any month at all for pot-grown yokes. We whips don't need stakes, bigger ones will. Avoid the frost, of course, and plant native trees. They will encourage native insects, bugs, and other creepy crawlies, and these will sustain native birds and other animals, as well as playing constructive roles in the natural world. I prefer deciduous, deciduous trees to conifers, with too many conifers, dark, light-blocking, unchanging blanket plantations. Deciduous are more interesting. Native species are essential for our natural world. We need more of them everywhere. Trees will provide homes and food for bees and butterflies or flutter bys, as I and the little people in my life call them. Trees clean the air. A walk among trees is good for us. A solitary tree is a thing of beauty. Be friends with it. A hug with a tree is very therapeutic. Go on, hug a tree. No one's looking. The tree won't tell on you and you'll feel better. And I thought it was a special treat to all you tree huggers that we would go off with two little songs this week. One, Whispering Grass by Windsor Davies and Dan Esther. And then to finish up, Donny Williams and I Talk to the Trees. August Bay May Conch Livsha, Arish, and Shockton Shaw Hogging, Gunyurianta Live. So here we go Whispering Grass, Slan Tamaling. Promise me, green grass, not to tell what you heard. Whispering grass, say, you can't keep you a word. Keep you a word, sing lofty. Why do you whisper, green grass? Why tell the trees what ain't so? Whispering grass, the trees don't have to know, no, no. Why tell them all your secrets? Who kissed them long ago? Whispering grass, the trees don't need to know. Don't you tell it to the bees She will tell the birds and bees And everyone will know Because you told the blabbering trees Yes, you told them once before It's no secret anymore Why tell them all the old Cause 
the trees don't need to know. Don't you tell it to the breeze, cause she will tell the birds and bees, and everyone will know, because you told the blubbering trees, oh yes, you told them once before, and it is no secret anymore. I will not have gossip in this jungle. Why tell them all the old things? They're buried under the snow. Whispering grass, don't tell the trees, cause the trees don't need I suddenly see them 